Guess what, man? Uh, what? We are down to two boxes of Frankenberry cereal. Frankenberry, okay. Yeah, so I don't know, like seven months ago, we got, um, I don't know, nine boxes of Frankenberry cereal uh, from our little food pantry thing, and, and they sent us home with all the leftovers, and uh, we've been eating it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner since then, and we've now got two boxes. Okay, that's all I got. Oh, oh, good story, Grandpa. You know what time it is. Time for another train wreck. Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, the weekly podcast about what two knucklehead pastors in New Mexico are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. I'm Matt Hensley, the pastor of May Hill Baptist and managing editor for Lifeway Pastors. And I'm Kyle Bierman, the pastor of First Baptist Church Alamogordo, New Mexico, and director of Replanter Development for the North American Mission Board. And we bring a combined 31 years of ministry experience to the table and yet somehow we still talk about Frankenberry cereal in the podcast and we mess up time and time again. In fact, you could say, as we often do, that we are experts at what not to do. But before we dive in, let, let us take just a moment to tell you this podcast is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. So you could say, as Matt does, that we are the official podcast of the Word of God. We right. love the Christian Standard Bible, for its blend of readability and accuracy. And we encourage you to check it out at csbible.com after the show. Allow me a moment to make another plug therein, if you don't mind. As this posts, I have an article going live on facts and trends about the new and improved CSB study app. I'll be honest, while I used it in a pinch, I wasn't the biggest fan of the old app, but this new one is sharp. You'll have access to the CSB text, but also a free audio Bible for you to enjoy while you travel, work out, or aim to internalize scripture while you're studying. You can also highlight and underline your favorite verses in the app and can even bookmark them if you like a quick access to something like the Roman Road for evangelistic opportunities. There's also the ability to share your favorite verses or notes on social media with just a few taps of your old trusty index finger. Are you done? Is that all? But wait, there's more. Not really. Oh. Check it out on your iOS or Android app stores. The CSB study app, it's the pretty one with the orange icon. Okay, now I'm done. I promise. Kyle, how's the family? Uh, we're good. Yeah, it's been, uh, like always, I feel like every time we, we're on here, we, we talk about how busy things are. And maybe that's just the life of, of uh, having an 11 and a 9-year-old. Um, so At least we don't have to hear about the Lego thing. That's right. Yeah, no Lego League's over. Now we're in basketball and about to start gymnastics. So that will be... Are you doing that? Uh, no, I will take her and probably take her okay. during, during gymnastic practice. So I, I am I'm an expert. Well, no, I'm not an expert. I have knowledge on many things. Um, gymnastics is not one of those things. Can you do a somersault? Uh, I could attempt a somersault. I feel confident of that. I could attempt a car. I could attempt a whole lot of things there, Matt. <laughs> I would like to do it maybe in like one of those trampoline places. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I, there are many things I'm willing to, I'm willing to attempt when there's padding everywhere. That's fantastic. Yeah. 
How about you guys? What's happening up on the mountain where it's frigid? Well, it is frigid, but not as frigid as like, where is it? All, all the northern states or whatever, yeah. like negative 50 yep. wind chill. What is that about? Yeah. What did they do? I don't <laughs> know. Anyway. Yeah, we're doing okay. It is cold. Um, not as cold as I guess it could be, uh, but we're doing good. Cadence has her braces. Uh, one of our girls is about to kick, get kicked off the bus. That's fantastic. Um, that's because exciting. she gets she gets up uh, when he stops and like runs to another seat, and uh, she said, "I just want to try and sit in every seat." <laughs> I was like, we can't do that. So anyway, we've got that um, church going well. Yeah, it's it's all good, man. Everything's good. It's just cold. Cool. Yeah. How's the church? Uh, yeah, man. Church is church is going well, and um, it's. Uh, I mean, we're plugging along, growing a little bit. Um, Got some got some changes happening this summer and, and fall. We're getting ready to have a roof repaired, um, which actually brings us to what we're talking about today, right? So we are nice talking. Transition. We are talking about church, and and specifically on this one, the church building and all the issues therein. Um, because I've been in ministry a long time, and I know you have too. I've never met a pastor who says, "I have the perfect building." That, that I need. Everything works perfectly all the time. We, we have the, the perfect amount of space for, uh, for where we are and enough space to grow. Um, our sanctuary is the perfect size to feel warm and yet have room for growth. So, so I've never met a pastor that has not had some sort of building issue. Uh, how about you? Have you, ever, have you met the, the pastor with the perfect facility? I am a pastor, man. Oh, I mean, you are a pastor. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, yeah. no, not really. There, there's, there's been times in certain churches that I served that I wondered if I could march around it seven times, if it would crumble down or whatever, <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, there's, everybody has those, those headaches and in, in some sense, and it, it might be as simple as roof, roof leaks or, uh, you know, size issues, or I've been in a church and this, this one is sort of not as pronounced as it's been in other ones, but, uh, there was one church I served that were three completely different buildings, mm. uh, that they attempted to kind of interconnect with, um, you know, stairwells and stuff. And, and I mean, they're all different heights. They, they looked different. You got lost easily. It was, it was pretty rough, man, especially if you're trying to, you know, lead a visitor to a certain classroom. I mean, you really have to take them there uh, yourself. It, you can't just go, you know, it's right there. You know, you're going to have to walk them up and over and, and in and out. And, and then you hope to make it there. So, so yeah, we've, we've been there and I'm sure people listening in, uh, if, if they could have a, a little wish list of the perfect building, uh, the nature of the beast is, is hopefully you're going to grow. And then that's no longer going to be the perfect building at some point because you're going to have to add to it or, or whatever else. So, so yeah, there's always something. So, so yeah, we're, we're there. And I know pastors that have been there, uh, as well. And, and I think this is important because, you know, we talk a lot about church revitalization because, well, that's where we both are. Um, but one of the realities, usually, if, if you're in church revitalization, and oftentimes, as we've talked before, church revitalization brings with it a financial struggle of, of some kind, right? As the as the church has declined, but that's why it's in need of revitalization, because something's not working that, that once did. And and uh, as, as it's declined, finances have most likely uh, declined with that. And, and usually one of the first things that, that goes is care on the building. 
so, you know, you have a roof leak um, and, and we don't have the money to fix the roof leak. So the roof continues to leak. And then a funny thing about roof leaks is they uh, they, they seem to multiply two by two. <laughs> they, they will they will pop up in uh, in more areas. And, and, so, and then, of course, with that, then you've got maybe stuff that would be under the roof leak as well if it got you know bad enough. You know? Do you so, have, do you have so, a personal yeah. testimony of there of, of that there, Matt? Yeah, well, kind of. It it wasn't so much a, a roof leak as much as like a roof explosion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it, but but it really wasn't a matter of the the building issue as much as it got unbelievably cold and uh, the pipes burst and all of our pipes oh. were up in the ceiling and uh, it baptized all of my books and uh, or, or just about all of them. And uh, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun, man. And it was a lot of fun when you go out to, you know, your, your little office, this was at a church that uh, looked like a, you know, branch Davidian compound type thing. And one, one of the little outside rooms was uh, my office. And so I'm walking out to it and I just hear like, gushing water and oh, no. uh and then i look around the building and like all around every single window was icicles and i'm like it, it didn't rain and if it did it certainly didn't rain in just this one like 10 by 10 spot so <laughs> i'm like what is going on i couldn't open the door uh without anything other than like a donkey kick and i mean i just went and i just laid into it and opened it water flows out and uh and it's oh. ice cold and then i look and it looks like a bomb has gone off in my room. And there was like dead squirrels and <laughs> everything that we would discover in there, along with all of the, uh, what's the stuff that you put? The, the insulation was, was oh, yeah. just everywhere. So, so yeah, oh. I've been there a little more than a, a leak. It was more of like Old Faithful going off in my office. So, yeah. So yeah. yeah. And, and so one of the things we're going to talk about is not just um, facility issues because every church is quirky right like you said i mean you'll have you'll have churches that are uh really multiple buildings that have that have kind of been pieced together like a jigsaw puzzle um and then you'll you'll always have um one or two or or depending on your church eight or nine just kind of random storage rooms right where uh hey we needed a place to stack chairs and so 20 years ago we, we took over this classroom and just and turned it into a, a catch-all and now it's spilled over into three or four other rooms uh so so let's talk about uh, what to do with empty space, and then what to do with with um, with a building that's not adequately meeting your needs, and how we can how we can get around that. So, uh, first of all, what do you do with empty space, Matt? How how do we take care of of those not not useless spaces, but but spaces that are not serving a a kingdom purpose for the time being? I can tell you what. 99.999% of time happens. Okay. That is where you shove all of the stuff that you're not using Absolutely right now. Right. Yep. And, uh, and then, you know, maybe the church grows and, and that's where we're at now is we found all of these, you know, little rooms here and there that you open it up and, you know, it, it looks like a toddler's playroom. You know, there's just stuff top to bottom, side to side, and you end up having to throw all of that stuff away and then pray to God that, you know, some somebody's great, great, great grandmother that founded the church didn't, you know, donate that or something. You just secretly in the dark of night, get rid of it. 
And, uh, and so we're, we're on the opposite side of that right now is we're, we're clamoring for more space to have, you know, Sunday school rooms and, and some of that. And so that, that is mostly we're, we're finding some of those unused rooms in the past and seeing, can we consolidate, you know, we don't really have a choir ministry, but we had a choir room that had, you know, choir shirts and, and a bunch of music. So how much of that do we still need to use? Can we donate it? Can we combine it in the, you know, the flower room? You know, your church probably has a flower room somewhere filled to uh, the ceiling with silk flowers or whatever. And, uh, and so we have that and we've kind of combined those to open up for another Sunday school room. But, but yeah, but what will happen isn't necessarily what should happen. That's just where all the junk goes. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is that you just need to take out a loan and build a, a couple million dollar brand spanking new building, right? Yeah. Yeah, we've got uh, some property down and out. No. <laughs> no, I don't know if I've shared no, our we, story we on here. Not I, I, am, I am anti. I am. I am very anti church loans because of the uh, the situation that I find myself in at the moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm, I know a church in town that's getting ready to to relocate, and they are looking at multi million dollars to build. Um, and so for many, I must say, most churches, that's not a reality. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, just just building a new a new building, isn't it? So so you're tasking them with repurposing existing facilities. Um, now, for and us, say, yeah, I think this is where we need that Marie Kondo or, or Komodo yes, or whatever her name is, is. Does this does this item spark joy? Yeah. And uh, and, you know, the the nativity scene with the wise men does not spark joy. <laughs> it, it sparks something else. Not, but, not for but, you. Yeah, but there's you someone know. in your church. For whom that sparks joy, yeah, for sure, and and that's for the sure. other side of things sure. too, right? So so when you start messing with facilities, uh, I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday. You know, it seems like in, in churches, and I'm not sure this happens in any other area of life outside of our own personal homes, but in churches, everything can have an emotional attachment, right? I, I mean, right down to the, um, you know, a picture that's on a wall that's been there for 20 years. Because somebody's grandma donated that picture to the church, and and we we have emotional connections, I, and I think they're just weird, right? I mean, we we have weird emotional connections to stuff in churches. I mean, we, we, you know, we can talk about churches that have split over uh, color of carpet. And I remember in my home church, there was not a split, but there there was a um, rather heated argument when they were replacing the carpet about what color that carpet was going to be. Um. So yeah, all those, man, all, all those things happen. And so, you know, for us, we've, we've had a school that's met in our facility for the past 10 years or so. Um, so you talk about a flower room, we, we've not had, we have like a flower closet. Um, and it's not really, it's not really a space that could be used for a classroom. So it's, it's not a, it's not a wasted space. Um, but uh, we've had to, we've had to rearrange some, some things that we've done to accommodate this school that's there. Monday through Friday for the last 10 years. And now uh, their, their time with this is coming to an end. They're, they're getting ready um, to, to move into their own facility. And so now we're kind of stepping back and saying, okay, it does not, in, in my estimation as pastor, it doesn't make sense for 90% of our building to sit empty Monday through Saturday. Um, that, that just, that's not a good use of, of kingdom resources. So we're, we're looking at all kinds of different avenues about what we could do to, to have our building used for ministry, not just on Sunday mornings, but, but throughout the, the week. Um, and and I, I think that's a, that's a good question for all 
pastors and, and churches to ask. You know, how can how can we leverage this facility that we've been given, this facility that God's blessed us with, to make a kingdom impact not just on Sunday mornings, but but throughout the week. Um, and, you know, so I, yeah, so I would love to see you know a church plant or, or two get come out of our um, come be able to meet in our facility, um, and we're open to all kinds of possibilities at this point. So, yeah, yeah I've, ahead, I've heard more, you know, more, more conversation usually about uh, how can we better steward our, our finances in right. terms of closing one of the days in the office or, or having like a rotating thing. I've, I've, in every church I've been, there's been something like that where because of the cost of opening up the building, we're going to do this, 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 you know, to, to streamline instead of asking you know, yeah, it's it's primarily used on Sunday, and we want to take care of that. But at the same time, we've got six other days of the week that it's largely just being filled by three or four people. Yeah. Uh, what can we do? And so some churches bring in something similar to what you guys did, but like a classical conversations or some homeschool co-op type things. Uh, food pantry or, or closed closet uh, I've seen done in a few uh, or, you know, dif different times. And so that's, that's a thing that you could consider too is, yeah, it's used on Sunday. It's used for Sunday school. It's used for this. What, what else can we use it during the week uh, to, to really get that uh, building doing more than just kind of a um, museum, right. You know, for, for the saints, you know, and it's interesting making it a, a moving forward type thing. And it's interesting because when I was a kid growing up, I mean, I've been in Southern Baptist churches my entire life. And I don't remember these kind of conversations happening, right? Like, like how can we utilize our facility during the week? It's not to say they weren't, but I think those are coming about um, more often because of this phenomenon of church revitalization. And as churches have um, as as those numbers have dwindled down, and a lot of a lot of churches are struggling financially, and and I think it's I think that's forcing some conversations that are really good, and maybe some of it too is shifting um, understandings about the nature of buildings. You know, I think you and I would both agree our buildings are not sacred, right? Um, I mean that it, it's a building, it's a wonderful tool, it's a, it's a wonderful resource to use for to be used for the kingdom of God. It's a terrible master when, when you're facilities determine what you can and what you cannot do. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's one of the things I'm trying to, to, to get our folks to realize as well, that our, our facility is a tool to leverage for kingdom impact. And, you know, What's, whether that uh, brings in revenue or not, that, that's not the point. The point is, is we want to, we have the space, we want to make it available for kingdom purposes. It's, it's not there for an accident. You know, it's, it's right. not as if it was planted there. Uh, yours was, what, what was that? 18, 1898. Yeah. 98, 98 and uh, ours 1905 it, it yeah. wasn't there by accident so same, same location uh, is yours in the same, that? Is yours in the oh, same yeah. location yeah yeah, yeah ours yeah. is too right different building but same same corner we've been in for the yeah. last 121 years now so Cal, we've got a number of uh, pastors that will be listening to maybe some church administrators all of that good stuff what's going to be your final word for them in in light of church facility issues my final word is think outside the box get get in touch just keep an eye on your community um, maybe there's a nonprofit maybe there are some some tutoring things you can do with a, with a local school um, don't, don't be afraid to think outside the box when it comes to your um, to your facilities how about you 
Mine is, well, if it doesn't spark joy, get rid of it. In light of that, it is time to hop off the train. We're grateful you took the time to listen in today. And if you haven't, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever podcasts are found. You can also visit us online at notanotherbaptistpodcast.com or on Facebook under our name or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast. Kyle, send us out. Well, black coffee sparks joy in me. So until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. It sparks a lot of things in me. Have a great day and God bless.